everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of the Bat Boys Valencia podcast. This is Tim speaking. Sam, hello. How are you? Tim, uh, I am. I'm doing okay. I'm recovering from the, uh, the the tragic ending of the season. You are here for it. We wow. we felt. Why did you have to bring it up? We were just weren't in. Start start with <laughs> a, a lighter note. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, hummingbirds. Talking about California hummingbirds going. Yeah, yeah. I think the hummingbirds all died during that game, <laughs> man. They just they like fell out of the sky. Um, well, it was uh, you know at least silver lining. I was I was in California despite coronavirus scares just to watch this via game with you. I mean that, that was a yeah, treat. that's true. It was a real treat. Uh, I was really was. Fun watching a very uh, dispiriting game to end the season. And not yeah, Europe. Yeah, you know, were were you shocked? Were you surprised? No, I mean the it had a the game had a a feeling of inevitability about it, and, and frankly, the last several games, really going back to the rumors about uh, the rumors about the headbutt between Maxi and Salades, it, it seemed as if we were destined to fall outside of Europe. It was just yeah. the season has been so. You know, it started so poorly with the 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 very uh, sudden departure of Marcelino, and then and then Alemani, and then um, you know the, the the introduction of Salades. The first thing anybody thought was, "Who the hell is Albert Salades?" I know. And but, we had some good moments. Some good moments. We had some highlights. Uh, perhaps it was just the uh, last. Um, little uh, spirit of Marcelino in the end of the 2019. So yeah, um, it is, it is what it is where we are. But uh, today let's talk about, I think we were talking about three things. We we delayed this a little bit because we want to talk about the new coach that was going to be announced. That has not happened. Maybe we'll talk about a little bit Uh, on the good news front. Hugo Guillamon has actually signed. He's here to stay. Huge Uh, news. We'll talk about that. And then, I, I'm curious. I wanted to talk about budget a little bit. There's some numbers that came out from the impact of Europe and mismanagement and transfers and uh, COVID, of course, that does not bode well for what this transfer window looks like. So let's start with Hugo, man. Let's start with the positive. Yeah. He's here. Positive. Dude, he's, he's so, you know, everything he said uh, since, since, res, since um, extending his contract has been wonderful. He's, he loves it here. He had offers uh, from from some very good Spanish clubs, including perhaps in the rumor mill Barcelona. Yeah. And dude, the guy was just a stud when he played. He didn't get any. His he never got a foot wrong. Right. He's such a. I, I'm really really enthused about this kid. This wasn't this wasn't something I was expecting. His performance uh to his performances to be so good and and it's really and the way we had handled his contract um yep. really not offering him a first a place in the first team i thought there was little chance we would be able to keep him but this was this is huge yeah well you know it was i think right from that first game in the break his first yeah game, i think it was levante game um man he just looked mm. good from the start and i think you and i i, I was most impressed with Two things, distribution and just like his positioning and how like just how almost uh, polished he looked out there. So uh, and he really never 
uh, decreased in performance. Like he he only yeah. got better as he went. So his composure was really shocking for for somebody stepping yeah. into that role. Right. I mean, especially as like a stark contrast to like to Diakabi, uh's composure at the end of that Levante. <laughs> but I mean, just he you know you really trusted him. Um, you really trusted him to make the right decisions, and he he never he never looked panicked. You know, I, I'm really and, and Tim. The guy is, he's also got that boyish good looks. No. He's also, I read, he was that also boyish in school. Arm we have going with the squad. Like, if there's anything in the season, yeah. got it, right? Yeah. We have, we have, we're, we're losing uh, quite a bit of, of, uh, of Guapo with the, the departure of Garai. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's great. But, but yeah, this guy is, he's great. He's also, he was a biomedical engineering student at university and decided that it was hard to be, you know, the top U18 uh, Spanish uh, center back and getting his degree in biomedical engineering at the same time. So, you know, he had to choose one or the other. It's just, for me, you know, it's that sort of thing. He's just such a decent person, basically in every category, kindness, decency, uh, his, his good looks, his talent, uh, his intellect, he's superior to us every, basically every which way. Well, and that's, don't up, Sam, you know, he's going to be, what, what is it? What's the, the saying? Uh, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. You know, he's going to be around Anil Murthy and Peter Lim might make a, 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 an appearance. So only a matter of time before he's, um, uh, just a, a shell of himself, his potential. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, and I would say for him to, to sign where he had no obligation to sign, no one, no, I think fan of Valencia would have blamed him for signing with someone else, the way that club managed this. And he still signed even with all the turmoil surrounding the management of the club. It just, it's pretty cool, man. I, I have to say, this is a, a really cool story. I'm really, really excited that we're going to be watching him for, for years to come. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, and I would say it's a great contrast, Tim, with Ferran. You didn't mention Ferran in what we should talk about, but I think we need a couple of words about oh, Ferran. Yeah, of course, Ferran. I mean, you know, this whole time, it kind of, it, it almost clarifies things, right? Because this whole time, what, this has been going on in the Ferran saga for six months now, eight months. Yeah. And what a stark contrast between the two. Uh, so right. now on high between Guillemot and Ferran, yeah. Guillemot and Ferran, like, it's almost like, oh, oh yeah, of course. Was he ever going to stick around? Um, was he ever as, uh, as clear and as sure as Guillemot has just um, been with us? So, um, yeah, that's the one thing. And then uh, you had to update me on the Ferran-Poreo, uh, I guess, exchange. What, what happens I guess it was it the Sevilla game. No, I think it was the Bio lead match. It was the Bio lead match, and Ferran apparently didn't want to warm up afterwards. And Parejo said, "If you want a place in this squad, if you want to play for us again, you better warm. You know, do the warm down." Um, oh man, which is pretty great. And, it, and I mean, it shows. It shows that this is this. And you know, he had this Twitter or uh, Instagram post of him like big things to come uh i mean he's he's just he's not you know him blaming marcelino last year for not 
been given the opportunity when you know he was 19 and he was given frankly a lot of opportunities for for a 19 year old at a, at a club that's in champions league you know he's just just a lot of the messaging coming from him uh has been has been off so i i think you know, I was really happy to to see that about Pareo, and it, and this speaks to why I really hope Pareo stays. Um, and I and and on those lines, I think Pareo is doing everything he can to stay. And I'm I'm not convinced uh, that that he's actually going to leave this um, this window, even though that they're trying to to kick him out. But it, you know, it shows that Pareo also could just be the coach of the team, Tim. You know, yeah. stop searching for these guys. Let him be player coach. Yeah, he certainly has the player coach ability, man. It, it, it's it's there. You know, he's going to be that Ryan Giggs. He's like, instead of Voro taking over, he'll just take over one year, and then he'll sub himself in in like the 60th minute. He'll take his his uh, maybe he'll be wearing like a suit or something nice, and he'll he'll put his jersey on and sub himself in for you know the young center midfielder. That, that's the vision I have for Pro. Yeah, uh, and that I think, would be. I don't think you'd argue it. No, I, and here's the thing. If if it's a salary issue, yeah, pay Parejo a little bit more. Don't hire a coach, and uh, you don't have to you don't have to pay a separate wage to the manager. <laughs> Boom. We we just solved uh, Valencia's financial problems. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, you know, speaking of financial problems, uh, we won't touch on this so much, but I did see the budget uh, uh, impact of. Basically, Neil Murphy and Peter Lim's mismanagement. But um, what it was looking like was we'd have 170 million or so euros in a budget. Uh, that is now down to about 140 million or so budgeted, uh, missing from not being in Europe. 30 or so. I don't know if that's quite right. 30 from COVID and uh, maybe just transfer um, problems last few years. So. I don't know, man. What, what what are your thoughts on this? Does this support the gutting of the team narrative that we uh, we keep hearing and we're probably all waiting for? Yeah, it, it doesn't support that to me. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think that if you look, um, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, some sales are going to have to be made and like yeah. probably, you know, the offer that we had made for on, probably would have been untenable for us to make now, right? Like you can't make him one of the top three paid players uh, in this scenario. Uh, but, um, you know, we're probably going to sell Rodrigo. I think we we're planning to sell Rodrigo anyway. And I think we could probably get a pretty good offer for Rodrigo. And yeah. I think there are a lot of other players, you know, like Cherry Chev, um, you know, we're not going to renew Kwame Costa, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to probably extend uh, Mangala. I certainly don't think we should. So, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's going to be opportunities to decrease the salary role. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I don't think that you, you still have to have some experience on your team. We can't just like pick up a bunch of Koreas or we're going to get relegated, right? Like, so there, there has to be a balance. My, my fear there is, uh, you know, that's, that's the tack they'll, they'll play, you know, they'll sacrifice maybe some, some results to save money there. I don't know. It just seems like that. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what big signings they will make in replacement of some of uh, our key players. Um, 
So, but the, the reason why I bring this up too is because I think I just had the lineup uh, in front of me. We had um, that last game against Sevilla, I think, in the, the lineup. Correa, um, Kang and Lee, uh, your favorite, Sabrino, Coindretti, Guerrero, <laughs> Esquerdo. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I think that's uh, probably what we're going to see more of rather than less of. Um, so Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, frankly, you know, I think that there's a lot of young talent on the team. And, um, you know, I think we'll, we have to sell probably a couple of our, of our big names. Uh, but I don't think you need to sell Parejo. You know, I, I think even if, you know, if they sold Rodrigo, um, you know, I, I get that. Uh, not because I don't think Rodrigo's a, a fantastic player, but just because I think you could get a really good offer for him still, even in this environment, even when we're signaling we're going to sell. But, yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of talent on the younger side. I mean, I think I was actually impressed. <laughs> you know, I mean, the silver lining in the last few matches, Tim, has been that some of our young guys have looked pretty good. Kangan Lee's looked really good. You yeah. know, that last, that last game, Correa looked pretty good against Sevilla. Oh, I actually I thought... Correa looked great. Uh, it was against yeah. a, uh, I guess, a ty- very tired Sevilla for sure. But, dude, he got up and down the line. He had a few forward uh, sort of plays where he got an offense. And, uh, yeah, very promising uh, there. You, you can't ignore those performances. I think we're tough on those on those guys. Uh, Sabrino, yeah. uh, Sabrino, but he played uh, in his typical fashion, I think. Um, yeah, I mean Sabrino's got to go. They got to get. They got to move out. Move off Sabrino. I just uh, bring it just, up because it's sort of triggering for you, Sabrino. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, a lot of interesting subs uh, that Sevilla match, but I actually think it was actually a pretty good Voro substitution um, uh, of of Soler, Condogbia, um, Kangalee, Sabrino. So interesting. Yeah. Um, well, moving along, man. Let's talk about. Uh, I guess there's not much other than. You know, just coaching rumors and to decide on a coach. Uh, yeah. What's your take on it so far? Uh, well, you know, I, I was, I, I would say my, of the 29 coaches that Valencia has been associated with in the last, you know, 45 minutes. Um, I, you know, the one I was most excited about, probably was Pochettino because, you know, I, I, I think he could build a young team um, and he has a specific style that he would want to implement, but, but more than anything, I think, you know, he would stand up to, uh, to Peter Lim and to Jorge Mendes, right. That he would, you know, that he's his own man. And I I think that's that, that characteristic. Yeah. If you're thinking about, you know, who is, you know, do we want an experienced coach do we want um, someone who's good with young talent? Do we want someone who can uh, perhaps get better results than the, the quality of the team deserves? Somebody like maybe Bordelas. You know, I, I think, I'd say of any characteristic I want is someone who will be uh, a bit of a, a thorn in Jorge Mendes' side. So somebody like Marcelino in that regard. You know, someone who's willing to not just tow the company line and understanding that that may result in that person getting fired eventually. It still will mean that, you know, for however long that person is in charge that, you know, we will have a, you know, an organic, harmonious operation of a football club that, that we should have. So, I, you know, from that regard, somebody like Bordelos is not upsetting to me. 
uh, you know, he's the he's one that I didn't like when he was at Hitafe, but um, I think he wouldn't put up with that with that sort of stuff. Uh, he would certainly um, make his opinion known. Uh, Laurent Blanc, I think, you know, he hasn't coached in the Liga, but I still, I know that he wouldn't, he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that would, that would put up with that. So, so those are, and, and Pochettino, th- those would be the three that are, yeah. I would say, most compelling to me in this circumstance. Yeah, you know, I, I, I come back to the mere functionary quote. I mean, he said it himself yeah. in El Murthy, so I just don't think those coaches will be feasible options for Neil Murphy and Peter Lim. So they'll go for someone with some playing um, experience, someone with maybe a little La Liga experience, but is not going to rock the boat so much, won't create their own vision for club and compete with Neil Murphy's uh, vision, Mendez vision. So, I mean, it just seems like Javi Garcia might be a good option for them. Gracia. Or Gracia. Gracia. Gracia uh, at this uh, at this point, um, and I don't know. I, I mean, Malaga ninth eighth position. Uh, they got um, two years there. I guess he did some stuff at Wofford. So I, I mean, it's better than um, no experience at all. Um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my I have my doubts, just like with Salada's. Um, uh, so. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is all conjecture. So we'll probably meet again Monday. Maybe Peter Lim will announce it this weekend. Yeah, yeah. As soon as uh, – rest assured fans, as soon as there's more to report, we will get back together. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'd say Javi Garcia, Garcia, um, we're going to struggle pronouncing his name all, all year if he's Garcia, the coach, is, is, is much better appointment than, than Salades was, right, considering oh. Salades had no experience. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe he, he could do well. I I don't, I frankly don't know enough about him. I just, he's not, I would rather have a bigger personality and, you know, Bordelos has been in a lot of these, these final discussions. Bordelos is somebody that, again, I, I don't love the style of football he plays, but, you know, he's certainly, he's certainly somebody who's got an outsized personality that I think will, um, you know, we'll, we'll want things done a certain way. We'll not tolerate Parejo being sold for pennies. You know, that's 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 the critical thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't he's, don't hire a coach who's like, oh yeah, Parejo gone. You know, I don't want. <laughs> we don't want that. So uh, yeah. Well, so so hire Parejo. Hire Parejo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in Bordalas' defense, I didn't really like Marcelino's style, nor did I like Salades' style. So um, yeah, we've been dealing with that for the last few years. So. Um, and you know, Bordelos, and I just I don't like the way he looks, Sam. That's the problem with me. I don't, wow, glasses and that beard thing he's got going. No, can't sort it. He's too GQ for you. Yeah, yeah, he's too GQ. I'm just gonna be, you know, just thinking about the sideburns and you know, I know, Miss, missing the sideburns. Yeah, old, old poor Albert. I know, poor Albert. Poor Albert. Um, all right, man. I, I think okay. I think that's it. We have a lot to discuss next time. This is a little taste. This is a taste of a pod uh, for the listeners. Sorry for the delay, but we were waiting on management. Um, and we'll have more to discuss, and I'll mock you, Tim, based on your pickleball performance next time. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Um, should we give him a pickleball update? Pickleball update, real quick. Uh, the inflection uh, point I did discuss previously 
it it didn't quite happen. The inflection no. point was in the future, but my trip ended uh, before that could happen. However, with that ah, trip, interesting. the last few days, you know, I got two wins and the last set, I believe it was, uh, I got two or three wins out of seven. Two, not three. Yeah, we got three. It was two. What? No, it was two. Two <laughs> out of ten, I think. It was two out of ten, I think. But uh, and I, I had a cramp. I had a cramp, actually, during one of those two. So I would say the tide was turning, and Sam cut my trip short. He literally booked my flight for me that last day. So wow. Knew what was such a lie. What was the, I would say to the listeners, at one point I was drinking a, a martini and I beat Tim and I didn't even spill the martini the whole game. <laughs> I, it, was, it was perfectly balanced. That's how, that's how at ease I was. Uh, yeah, I was at one point though that we were playing 2v1 and Sam, you picked up your daughter and you asked us to play while you had your daughter in hand. It was just so like, offensive. Uh, we, we refused to do this. But yeah. That's you true. probably have taught you know slightly beat us in that, in that situation yeah no i think i did i think i did it was 2v2 because i was holding my daughter and we were the two against yeah. you two yeah. um, all right sir and uh in, in okay on monday man we'll do a deep dive on on coaches uh more of the drama um that is valencia okay sounds good love you man all right bye see you